This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and by day I lead career coaching for the Wharton School Executive MBA program. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. And I am so excited that we are back live in studio with Dion and Dana making the show sound great every single week. So give us a call, 844-942-7866 if it is Thursday, noon Eastern. As always, the show is about you, and we are here to answer all of your job search and career questions, 844-942-7866. And Dion, you know we have to kick off with the pre-break <laughs> quiz from last week, which we never got to answer. So we're going to do that really quickly before we introduce our amazing guests. And you're going to want to call in for this because we've got a real treat for you today. But first, but first, last week's question, you had a week to think about it, Dion. I, I did. My favorite movie of all time, Clue. Clue, which is, okay. okay. Okay, yeah. Please don't judge me. <laughs> I grew up Too in the late. 80s. I know. So it stars Tim Curry with an all-star ensemble. It is based on the board game and is famous for having three different endings. So each movie, um, each guest in the movie is given an alias, Miss Scarlet, Miss Peacock, Colonel Muster, and so on and so forth. As they arrive to Hill House for the whodunit, what is unique about their cars, Dion? Um, so I think I was supposed to watch Clue over the weekend. You were? That was your homework? That, that, yeah, that didn't happen. Oh, Dion. Um, which I'm sure many people didn't watch Clue. Um, ever. Uh- <laughs> I think you're right, and I think we, I think that's a problem we need to solve. No, 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 it's not. Um, they were all blue. They're no, but, all blue cars. No, but you're very close. Mm. You're very close. Dana, did you watch Clue? Is Dana with us? Uh, I was just going to say that they all have the same exact car. No, but um, I will tell you, because I know people have been emailing me and social media, <laughs> me, mostly telling me they've never watched Clue, but uh, but they all are the color of their alias. So Mr. Green's car was green. And so on and so forth. Oh, I thought that was a really fun fact. I don't know enough about Clue for this one. I mean, it's it's, it's a cool fact, but the fact that it that that they did that is what the up was for. It's. I mean, they really put Wait, a lot is, of attention is, is, to detail. Is, 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 is this a kids' movie? No. Yeah. Then yeah. No. All right. All right. Well, we're moving on. I, th- I think it's a very cool fact. And I do think because it's Halloween season and all of our pre-break quizzes are based on Halloween, this is a perfect movie to watch. It is creepy, but it's more so funny and 
you know, Tim Curry there. So I have to say about that. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sirius XM. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are taking your calls all hour at 844-942-7866. And as always, this hour is all about you. And we want to help you in your careers and job search. So don't hesitate to reach out at 844-942-7866. And today we have a special guest, Ardeen Williams, who is Vice President, Workforce development at Amazon's HQ2 in Arlington, Virginia. Her team delivers education programs, including career choice, which has helped thousands of employees retrain for careers in high demand fields. Ardeen began her career in the military with the U.S. Army for five years and has since worked in leadership roles at some of the largest companies, including HP and Intel. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers. Ardeen, we're so excited you're here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here, Dr. Dawn. So I, I have so many questions for you that I'm just going to dive in. So so one of the things that I know is that Amazon has dedicated $700 million, more than that, to basically training programs, which is an amazing initiative. And this commitment is all about helping employees reskill, upskill, and get ready for the future of work, which is which is essentially what you lead. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this is and also what what drives you, what motivates you to to be so committed to this program, Ardeen? Well, I think that the so first about the the program, it the seven hundred million dollars that we committed is focused exclusively, as you said, on upskilling and reskilling. So really making sure that employees have the skills that they need to be to remain competitive for the jobs of tomorrow. And then in the upskilling space to help employees find a career path to a job that leads to a career. And, and it, it really is about, you know, we're doing the work ahead of time, taking a look to say, what are the jobs in the local community that are in demand that create that pathway to a career that pay more than we do? And then bringing in the right um, providers to do the training to get people on track for that, and then reaching out to local employers. So really helping to remove friction so that uh, associates can progress in their careers. And it's um, it's just a privilege to be able to work uh, in an environment like that. And it's a huge initiative. So you've got so many things I want to dig into because I know our listeners who may be in an industry that is diminishing right now or maybe just want to do something different that is more marketable or increases their financial income are listening and saying, how do I get involved in this? So if, if I'm out there and I'm not currently working for Amazon, um, Dean, what what is the best way to get started? So it really, you know, the great thing about Amazon, we're the second largest employer in the United States. Uh, and we, you know, as that second largest employer, believe that we have a role to play in creating good jobs. And good jobs for us comprise three things. Uh, a, a good wage, so a minimum wage of at least $15 an hour, uh, robust egalitarian benefits from day one, so health care, dental, um, access to a 401k with matching up to 20 weeks of parental leave, and then access to our upskilling and reskilling programs. And we have jobs that for people of, of almost all educational backgrounds and all skill levels, from people who are just starting out who may want to come back into the workforce, who perhaps have been impacted by the pandemic and are looking for a transition uh, to those that are working in, in high tech or tech adjacent jobs. 
So we, we know that um, you recently also, Amazon had its Career Day event, which was virtual this year, but something you've been doing since 2013. And you had 20,000 career coaching video conferences, interactive workshops, fireside chats, panels with HR and career development experts, which is an incredible initiative. So what what was different about this year, um, aside from it being virtual, Ardeen? It was well. The virtual piece was was really different for us. You know, last year we were um, we were in a, a a number of sites across the U.S., but with the pandemic, we had to take a step back and say, hey, how do we how do we make this work? And what was it last year that really that people told us they wanted more of? And it really was the the, the one-on-one coaching session. So you know, the economy is officially in a recession. The jobs numbers today. Um, continue to demonstrate that that more and more people are are wrestling with with unemployment right now, and having the opportunity to talk with a with a recruiting professional, either about uh, the, your resume, about a job that you'd like to transition into, about interview advice. Those one-on-one sessions were incredibly popular, and they're very powerful. And so we reached out across the company, recruited a thousand of our professional recruiters, and made those sessions available to people. And it was really amazing to see the breadth of of questions that people asked, and and how creative they were in taking advantage of that time. That is incredible. That is an incredible dedication to this initiative, Ardeen. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and this is Dr. Don on Careers. If we are... If it's Thursday, I was going to say, if we were live, it's Thursday. But that that makes sense, right, Dion? If it's Thursday, we're live, 844-942-7866. And we are so thrilled to have our Dean Williams, Vice President of Workforce Development at Amazon's HQ2 in Arlington, Virginia, with us here today, sharing how Amazon specifically is upskilling, reskilling, and helping workers get ready for the future of work and switch careers. We know switchers are the future of work. And so if you're ready to reinvent your career, you are in the right place. And if you've got a question, 844-942-7866. We'll be taking them all hour long here on SiriusXM. So, Ardeen, this sounds like a great um, initiative. I don't know if you've gotten results back because it, it's been just over a month since you did that career day. But but do you have any kind of outcome data yet? Well, we know that we had more than 120,000 applicants on that day, um, which is the most we've ever had. So clearly, there was a lot of of interest. We did have the the 20,000 sessions, and application rates continue to be super high. I think this is even higher than what I've seen previously. Part of that, I think, is a result of you know, fueled by our customer demand, we're, we're really fortunate to be in a position to continue to hire. So I think that drives some of it. But the Career Day really helps people take a look at the skills that they have and think differently about how they might apply them and, and seek out a role. So I think that there are the, 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 the sessions that we had, the fireside chats, and then those one-on-ones really helps people um, do what you talk a lot about, which is that career switching. How do I look at the knowledge, skills, and abilities that I have and, and restructure them in a way that puts me in a competitive position for a job that I might not have considered myself for? So I have to ask you, Ardeen, because I know a lot of our listeners are they're, they're very diverse across the country, all ages, all backgrounds, all educational levels. Um, 
And they might be sitting there right now thinking, is this for me? Or have I aged out of this? Or do I need a certain degree to be able to qualify for this? And so so what is it that people need to know if they're listening and saying, this sounds interesting, but I'm not sure if I'm a fit? So I think the only way you know is if you if you take if you do if you roll up your sleeves and do your homework. Uh, and I think it's pretty it's easy to sit back and and tell yourself, hey, I don't fit. You know, when I transitioned out of the military, um, the job transition was hard because there wasn't another job out there that looked like anything that I'd done in the army. And you know, my dad gave me really good advice. He said, sit down and he said, stop looking at job titles. Start looking at those you know those those skills and abilities that people are looking for people are someone's going to hire you for something that they know you can do so compare what you've done with what the job is asking for and that's the advice i give people don't get hung up on the job title dig into those basic qualifications in that job and look and see what you've done and if you can if you can hit about 80% of those you're likely competitive. And so what you need to do then is take a look at your, at your resume or your application, because not every job requires a resume, uh, and, and, and look and see if, if you're a fit and repurpose that resume. A lot of our jobs in our operations network, for example, are great for people who are pivoting to a new career. They don't require a resume and really don't require significant experience. And those jobs, again, they're offering at least $15 an hour. They're offering benefits and access to the upskilling programs. And so they're a great way to fill in temporary income or to pivot to a new career if you've been impacted. And so I would say don't sell yourself short. I love that, Ardeen, because it's it's what we talk about a lot on this show, which is kind of what are those stepping stones to get to where you want to be? So if you're looking and you say, oh, all I'm seeing is these jobs that are about engineers and all this tech and I'm not, I don't have those skills, then you have to say, okay, what is, how can I get into the company? And then the company has these programs that will help me upskill and get to where I want to go. So yeah, I totally agree. We know, we know that especially women tend not to apply when they don't feel qualified for a job. And I'll have to be honest with you, Ardeen, I've been just scanning the the internet, looking at jobs, and the list of qualifications has, it seems tripled. It seems like it's it's a dissertation, my dissertation is shorter. Yeah. And, and so I think that's intimidating for people who are looking, saying, I, I don't have all of that. I don't even know what that is. So, so it is a little bit scary. Um, looking at those those job ads. I love the stepping stone analogy, though, because the I, and I tell people, look, you, I always think of it as three jobs and, and you really hit it on the head. It's what's the job that gets what's the job that gets your foot in the door? And then the second job is the one that takes you to that place that's a bridge job, right? What is it that gets you closer to what it is that you aspire to do and get that additional experience, get some training? And then it's really that third job. And again, this is for if you're looking at a transition from into a new career, from military to civilian, from private sector to government, is really thinking about those stepping stones. Because when you cross a creek or a river, the the stone the third stone you step on may not be the one that you thought you were going to go to because the view is different when you get that experience. 
Oh, so well said. 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are so fortunate to have our Dean Williams with us today, who is VP of Workforce Development at Amazon and is sharing all of the work that her team is doing around upskilling, reskilling. So I know there's a number of programs, our Dean, Career Choice, Machine Learning University, Amazon Technical Academy, Associate Tech. There's all of these different programs that people can pursue. Can you briefly um, talk about what a couple of those are? Because I know people are thinking, is it only tech? Is it, you know, are there other things available? Sure. So let's, so I'll start with a couple of tech and then I'll go to the ones that I think are, um, that are the ones that are my passion. Uh, So Machine Learning University is targeted at our software development engineers. We teach Uh, state-of-the-art machine learning and artificial intelligence, and it's the kind of courses that you would typically see at the graduate level. And the real purpose there is to continue to provide skills to uh, our engineers so that uh, they remain at kind of that state-of-the-art because tech training um, has freshness dating. And so providing them with those skills gives them the opportunity then to invent on behalf of our customers. Associate to Tech, uh, for example, is a, is a program that is available throughout our fulfillment network. It helps associates in our fulfillment centers uh, gain their CompTIA certificate, certificates, their A-plus certificates, so that they can work in either desk-side support or as network technicians. So that's one that moves from non-tech to tech. Uh, Amazon Technical Academy is targeted at our associates who and employees who do not have a technical degree. They may or may not have a degree, but over the course of a year of study, provides them with the knowledge, skills, and abilities that they need to be competitive um, and succeed in a role as a software development engineer one. So that's taking someone with no coding experience and bringing them into a software development job uh, over the course of a year. And then I'd say two of my favorites are our apprenticeship programs. We have 10 Department of Labor registered apprenticeships, and they began focused on our veteran and uh, military spouse population, and they're available more broadly now, Um, but they are targeted in tech, so things like um, solutions architect, uh, cloud support associates, uh, mechatronics, software development, so a broad range of opportunities. And they're that traditional apprenticeship program where you do classroom work followed by hands-on supervised on-the-job training with a journey worker coach who's helping you uh, learn the craft. And those programs run anywhere from a year to three years depending on uh, the program. And then career choice is our um, is the program that we have for our uh, hourly associates, and that program is designed specifically to train people for in-demand jobs in the local community that one pay more than we do, and b put them on a path to a career. So if you think about uh, in, I'll give you an example in Texas, for example, the minimum wage is seven dollars and twenty-five cents. We pay a minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour. And in career choice, we're looking to train people for jobs that pay at least 20% more than we do. And those jobs then create a career path. So in, uh, in, in no particular order across the U.S., the jobs we train for are in uh, typically four fields. Uh, we have been IT uh, in the medical industry, 
transportation, and then a field that we classify as administrative, it's things like paralegals. Um, and so we provide the, the classroom, we pay um, 95% of the tuition. We provide the training uh, on our on-site to make it easy for people, or we make it available virtually with on-site study groups, and then help people with interview prep, with resume prep, and then bringing potential employers on-site in job fairs to help folks uh, transition. So there's a, a, there, a long answer. Yeah, no, but there's something for everyone. And I think that's that's the thing that I wanted to pull out is that I think a lot of people have assumptions about, oh, it's only tech or, oh, it's only this. But, I mean, career choice, just to clarify, that prepares you for jobs outside of Amazon. So That's right. So local jobs in your area. So it's – it's um, I think this is something a lot of companies are starting to do, Ardine, and, and I think people need to know about it because – you know, four-year degrees are not for everybody. And and I'm curious what you think about the future of four-year degrees as companies like Amazon are moving towards these models. I mean, I know I know we're all being asked to predict, predict the future in 2020. There's so much change going on. But, but it's so interesting when we see all of this data that, that you know, 90% of university administrators believe they're preparing students for the job, whereas 10% of employers agree with that. And so with this disconnect, what do you see as, as kind of the future here? Well, you know, my I left my crazy eight ball at home today. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that it, it's kind of interesting. I think that the one the one thing I, I'm very confident in is that this this idea of continuous learning uh, is is with us. You know, when I when I went to school, I'm in my late fifties, and when I went to school it was pre-internet. You know, if you wanted to do research, you went to the library mm-hmm. and you, and, and going to college was sort of like a squirrel in winter, right? You saved up or in the fall for the winter, you, you squirreled away all the nuts that you could find and you gathered up all the knowledge and then you went out into the workforce. And at least that's how I thought about it. And what I learned when I got out into the workforce was, you know, that likely prepare, it gave me that foundational piece for, for skills, but I had to continue to add skills to that in order to remain competitive. I think if you fast forward now the debate about four-year degree, two-year degree certificate, I don't know that we have a, a clear answer. I think that what, what we do know that's really critical is that the program that you're in and that you pursue is one that has is developing the skills that align with what employers are looking for. And what that means is that you've got a school that's tied tightly to the, the local, uh, to local employers. So that if they are producing tech degrees, for example, they understand what that hiring bar is with employers. If they are certificate programs through boot camps or medical certificate programs, they're working closely with local hospitals to make sure they are providing, you know, that those skills map. And I think that that, you know, that that alignment is incredibly important, um, as is that that mindset that says, hey, I'm going to have to continue to roll up my sleeves and 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 learn, apply myself and learn things in order to stay competitive in the job market. Yeah, that is the key tip right there, Dean, is that it is no longer one one and done 
education is going to be something that is going to become part of the regular career cycle. It may look very different, maybe on the job, it may be certificate, it may be leaving the workforce to retrain, but I think we all need to get into this mindset of continuous and lifelong learning because this is how we're going to stay viable. And so for those of you out there who are thinking, I could probably ride it out, my industry is not going to be impacted. Listen up, because we want you to know that 2020 and everything that's happened this year has accelerated what was already happening in the market. A lot of roles moving to tech, about 50% are being of jobs are being predicted to be taken over by automation, which also means the creation of new jobs. But even if you're in an industry that's relatively stable, it's likely tech is going to make its way in there or the day-to-day responsibilities are going to change to such a way that maybe it's not interesting for you anymore. So do take a look at the market. Take a look at your skills. Take a look at your interests. If you've not done an assessment as of late, this is a great time to do it. 844-942-7866. You're just tuning in. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're live. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we're taking your calls on any and all job search and career questions all hour here on Sirius XM 132 at 844 844- 942-7866. We're very fortunate today to have Ardeen Williams with us, who is the VP of Workforce Development at Amazon, speaking about all of the different ways that you can reinvent your career. Switchers are the future of work, so it's time to get ready. So interestingly, um, Ardeen, you were just talking about the you know certificates and all these other things. I know a lot of people right now are maybe online getting certificates or or doing online training and coding and other things. But I think the lifelong challenge of the chicken and egg still exists. Meaning, you know, college students were always saying we can't get a job because we've got a degree, but the company wants experience. So you can't get the job without experience, but you can't get experience without the job. And I'm wondering what you're seeing as people are maybe taking LinkedIn learning courses or or, you know, Code Academy or other other types of, of programming, but yet the job descriptions are saying we need at least five years of experience. Yeah, it's that's a that's a tough one, and I would say that like the like the recession that we had, you know, in the, in two thousand eight two thousand nine. What I'm seeing is is increased. The numbers of applicants have increased dramatically, as have the um, the qualifications. So I think that that the, the one downside to a, a market like this is increased competition, and that's just the reality of it. I don't think, though, that that um, makes it impossible for someone to make a change. I'd say come back to those to the two things we've talked about. The first one is what's that job that gets your foot in the door? You know, where do you have the where do you meet at least 80 percent of the the um, the basic qualifications for that job? And the second one that you just talked about is this this concept that the line between tech and non-tech is blurring. And that doesn't mean that everyone has to be able to code. But you know, even in my field in human resources, for example, now we, we, have, a, we have large tech teams and we have people who are looking at um, streamlining workflow. They're putting in, uh, putting in uh, robots, ro- robotics process automation. And they're, they need to understand how the business process works. They don't need to understand how to code, but they need to understand how that logic works so that they can, in fact, streamline the process. And so understanding you're actually if, – if you're taking a class in coding, and let's say you have a background in payroll or a background in human resources, 
you may be able to get a job adjacent to one that you have now that moves you closer to tech that allows you to build that experience base. So again, it's what's the, what are those stepping stones so that you, you know, no one's going, no one may hire you directly for that next job because you don't have experience, but they're likely to hire you for one that's adjacent where you have 80% of the experience and you have some of those new tech skills where you can now work and maybe take on a special project, get, you know, getting the actual experience. So it really is about those stepping stones, I think. And I'm wondering um, what you're seeing, Ardeen, in terms of talent availability, because when you go online, there's so many jobs for software engineers and, you know, front-end developers, back-end developers, and coding and, and a lot of things that, that people are now starting to think, oh, maybe I need to get on this path. But but are, um, do you think that there will become a time when, when companies will say that we're going to do more training? I know Amazon's already doing this. Some of the big tech companies are already doing this. But you think like more companies are going to get on board with this? I, I, think, I think that just the supply and demand, we have to. You know, there are fewer uh, you guys have probably talked about this before. There are fewer people getting college degrees now than there were 30 years ago, and the number of of tech degrees is incredibly low. And so, from a supply and demand perspective, there simply isn't the supply needed. And what I would say is, once people are what I, for for Amazon, for example, 80% of our campus hires are are tech. But when you get into the experienced workforce, it's about 50-50. So about 50% of our workforce is tech, 50% uh, is non-tech. But once people are inside, that switching is easier because we look for folks who are a good cultural fit. We have a a culture of one of our leadership principles is learn and be curious. So it really is about that lifelong learning. And you see people move in some pretty interesting career moves, you know, laterally, diagonally, because once they're in once they're in a company, and they have built a reputation. They have that opportunity to move. And training opportunities and upskilling inside the company take advantage of a, of a workforce that you know is a good fit and that's solving problems for customers. So I think that, uh, that the, one of the reasons you're seeing more and more companies do this is simply the, uh, the demand. Right, which I think will open more doors for people to to get into this. So while it might feel a little daunting right now in this moment because of, of the pandemic and a lot of things going on in 2020, don't give up. Don't give up. Get your foot in the door and then do the bridge, do the stepping stone, 844-942-7866. And Ardeen, I think you mentioned something about stackable credentials in a podcast that I listened to. So is this kind of along the lines of, of, of what you're talking about um, or or, or what, what are stackable credentials? So stackable credentials, I think about them as, as, as having opportunity like on-ramps and off-ramps. So if you think about, um, we have a program in that we work with a, a local hospital, and we start with um, a pre-apprenticeship program. And then our students uh, achieve their, uh, their LPN certificate. And at that point, they have the opportunity to leave the company and go to work as an LPN, or they can continue on and go to go take more courses towards uh, a two-year credential in, as a registered nurse, and then move into an apprenticeship program with a hospital. And so that stackable credential allows you to continue that continue learning while you're earning. So I get my LPN, for example, I can go to work in that role. I can continue to take classes, get my RN, it moves me up the uh, up the wage scale on that path. Similarly, in the tech side, I could start in CompTIA with a, an A-plus 
certificate and work on in desk site services. I can get my network technician certificate and add to it and then take some more classes and end up in cloud engineering or cloud support. And so it really gives me the opportunity to build skills, uh, move up the move on to move into a job that's a pathway to a career earn a better wage, continue to upskill and learn. And then when it's when it works for my family situation or my personal situation, you know, add to those skills and move to that next job. So many options. And if you've if you've just tuned in, you have to go back and find this episode on demand because we have talked about so many different flexible options to reskill, upskill, change your career. And um, and Ardine, you've been amazing. As we as we kind of close down, um, you know, one thing I wanted to to ask about, and I know you don't have your crystal ball, so I'm I'm going in knowing mm-hmm. that. Um, so a flex job survey recently said 65% of workers said they'd prefer to work at home full-time after the pandemic. So I'm curious, what, if any, impact do you see this having on the future of work? Boy, that's a that's an interesting one. So I'm in the office today, um, and I'm probably one of the, the what did you say, 65% would prefer to work at home? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, on, I'm in the 35% that likes to come into the office once in a while. Same. <laughs> I, think that, I think that what, I think there are a couple of things. Number one, uh, I think that you will see increased flexibility, but I, I think that the the piece that's tough for and this is again I'm, this is very personal for me is I miss the um, the the spontaneous interaction, and what I mean by that is I can solve a lot of problems really quickly in a hallway conversation. It's much easier to help onboard new employees into a culture when you're physically present because you can debrief after a meeting, for example, or somebody can stop you and say, hey, what can you help me with this or how do I do that? I think that there, we, what, what we see at Amazon is we see increased flexibility, but we also know that we will continue to have collaborative space where our employees can come together and innovate. We are just not exactly sure what that space is going to look like or, or how we'll use it based on you know, what happens over the next couple of years with the pandemic. Yes, lots of lots of interesting things to look forward to. Um, our Dean Williams, VP of Workforce Development at Amazon, thank you so much for your time today and all of the very, very valuable information you've shared with our listeners. If people want to learn more about Amazon, um, where can where can they go and and some of the programs that you've mentioned? Is there a hashtag they should follow? I think the easiest thing to do is go go out to Amazon.jobs and you can. Uh, you can search on a type of job. The Amazon Day One blog has lots of information about these programs as well. Um, but Amazon.jobs is really the, the easiest place for everyone to go to either search for a job or to learn more about these programs. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today, but also for everything that you're doing to help people move forward in their careers. It is such important work, and we are so thankful for that. Thank you, Ardeen. So if you are just tuning in, you're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And 
This month, we are talking about the future of work. Switchers are the future of work, and you need to be ready to reinvent. So we have top leaders from several progressive organizations with us this month sharing what their companies are doing, what other companies are doing, and what they see as important for everybody to get involved with to make sure you're managing your career. And it's also open calls all hour, 844-942-7866. We're taking any and all career questions. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, give us a call at 844-942-7866. But guess what, Dion? It is time for our pre-break quiz, and this is a shorter one. Now, all of our pre-break quizzes quiz? are Halloween and, you know, horror movie based because it is October, the best month of the year. So for those alien enthusiasts out there, every year the National UFO Reporting Center ranks each state by number of UFO sightings per capita. In the most recent survey, which U.S. state had the most sightings per capita? And Dean, I'm going to give you you can, any of the top three. And I'll consider that right. I think right. I might know this one. All right. Well, if you think you know, you want to challenge Dion, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 132. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. On Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and by day I lead career coaching for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. Switchers are the future of work. Are you ready to reinvent? Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, we're taking your calls all hour long. 844-942-7866 right here on Sirius XM channel 132. So if you've got a career job search question, maybe you are furloughed at the moment and thinking about what you should do or you need some some help on getting some interviews because your applications are going into cyberspace, give us a call all hour long at 844-942-7866. And hey, if you have some extra time, do you know LinkedIn learning courses are a great way to upskill while you're quarantining, whether you're looking to learn to code, the best ways to prepare for a video interview, or the ins and outs of data analytics. LinkedIn Learning has you covered. If you're interested in a career switch, check out my course, Getting Into the Mind of the Hiring Manager and Switching Your Career, complete with quizzes, worksheets, and lots of examples to get you on your way. You're listening to SiriusXM 844-942-7866, and we're taking your calls all hour long. But, but... Before we get to calls, I think we need to answer our pre-break quiz. So if you missed it before the break, the question was, for alien enthusiasts out there, every year, National UFO Reporting Center ranks each state by number of UFO sightings per capita. In the most recent study, which U.S. state had the most per capita? Dion. All right. <laughs> uh, Roswell is in Arizona, right? New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. 
See, now you should have known that that was not the answer. Because it's obvious. Because it's obvious. Yeah. I never picked the obvious. Yeah, it's not even in the top I was three. I so excited. I know, I know. But that's what a lot of people would have would have thought. But it's not even in the top three. I'll give you another guess because. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was stupid on that one. Yeah, that was a throwaway guess. <laughs> guess. Oh, I thought you were giving me a hint. You said another guess. Well, I gave you a hint. It's, it's, it's not New it's Mexico. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> Nebraska. I'm thinking crop circles. Okay, yeah. Well, no. It's not Nebraska, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, Dana. Dana. Okay, I'm debating between Wyoming, uh, Montana, or Idaho. I think I'm going to guess Wyoming. You should have gone with Idaho. It's the top one. But really? Idaho. Idaho. I know. Idaho, Montana, New Hampshire, Maine, New Mexico, Vermont, Wyoming's in there, Hawaii, Washington, Connecticut. Apparently, UFO sightings are more frequent up north and during the warmer months. So if you're interested, take a lawn chair and a happy drink. And Aliens don't like winter. I guess not. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't blame them. You know, it gets pretty cold in yeah, those northern true. states. If you're going to visit somewhere, visit while it's warm, right? Go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> 844-942-7866. Oh, the fun never stops here on Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM 132. But we are going to go right to our phones with Kim in New York. Kim, welcome to the show today. What's on your mind? Yes. Hi, Dr. Dawn. I'm so nice to speak with you, and it's so nice to discover your uh, relevant program. Just had a question regarding career switchers. I just found out your book is career is about switchers. So it is. <laughs> definitely have to add that to the bookshelf. Um, but I wanted to know, uh, do you have a plan that you recommend, um, like a three-month, six-month plan for those who have a lot of gaps in their resumes and things they can do to make themselves more marketable? Oh, good question, Kim. Good question. And what what do you do? Um, what is your area of expertise, Kim? Um, it's been in multiple fields, but I think it's definitely focused more towards uh, the technology uh, field. Okay, so you're in technology, and you said you've done different things. What are you? What do uh, you? No, I want to get in. Want to get into technology. Oh, you want to get into technology, and so so mm-hmm. what are some of the things you've done? Uh, mostly banking, uh, government, education. Um. So you've done a lot of different things. You have a lot of different transferable skills. Yes, yes, and actually, you know, took time off to raise a family and so forth. So um, I found that that has been like, you know, the gaps has really been a hindrance more so. <laughs> so I have I have good news for you, Kim, um, that, that one of the things that 2020 has brought us, it's, it's kind of a silver lining, is people are getting more understanding about gaps and the fact that people have lives outside of work. So I think there's going to be, especially companies that are very um, focused on things like family and culture and work-life balance, are going to have a bigger understanding of that. Now, it depends. I haven't seen your resume, and it depends. Do you have you know gaps every year? Is it one big gap? Um, is it a, a recent gap? Can you get more specific? Uh, multiple, yes, multiple gaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that um, I, I recommend for everybody is, uh, you know, when you're doing your resume, um, 
or your LinkedIn profile, you definitely want to be honest and you want to be open and you want to own your experience and your choices. So for perhaps some of those those were choices. And if those were choices to raise your family, then I think you need to own it. But your question specifically wasn't about resumes. It was about what can I do to, to use that time wisely? And I think there's a number of things. One, if you're interested in technology, I would say consider a program um, in, if in one of the big companies, I mean, we just had Amazon on that had a lot of different career paths and bridge paths into the company and ways that once you're in the company, they will train you and they have apprenticeships and they have, um, you know, associate to tech programs and so many things. So if you missed that segment of the show, I encourage you to go back because there are so many different options. Last week we had IBM on. Same thing. Lots of different options, apprenticeships, internships for people of all levels of experience, all ages. And I think those might be the best thing for you to pursue right now. Are you are you able to to move back into the workforce right now, Kim? Um yes. Actually uh companies going through some transition and changes so position may be eliminated. So yes, I will. I am available. <laughs> and next week, I encourage you to listen because we have we're, we're having a similar conversation with Google, who has now four new certificate programs that they equate to the same thing as a four-year degree in tech. So there's a lot more options because companies are realizing that they they don't have the resources that are trained to do the work they want to do. So they're very open about bringing people in, kind of meeting you where you are and getting you on a path. So I think that's one of the things that um, you want to pursue right now. I think if you have the time to start taking LinkedIn learning courses or, you know, Code Academy, you dummy, there's so many out there around and figure out the specific type of technology you want to do. So do you want to do like user experience design? Do you want to do back end development? Because I think this is going to be important. There's technology is a very broad umbrella, very broad. (laughs) So do you have a sense of, you know, do you want to design websites? Do you want to do data analytics? What, What specifically interests you, Kim? Um, I think more so just learning. I, def- I guess figure I have to figure that part out. But um... so here's your assignment. Here's your assignment. This is what um, because I've I've just been taking so many LinkedIn learning courses because I am just curious. I love to learn and I like to know what different careers are. I would say go on, make yourself a list of ten jobs you see in the market that that are very marketable in tech. So again. You, user um, user experience designer engineer uh, you know all of that stuff and take a, they have 45 minutes one hour courses to introduce you to these topics and they talk about what skills you need they talk about what the the roles are they they talk about the programs that they use and the backgrounds and see a lot of people don't understand that that I mean you talked about having a background in a lot of different areas education and different places User experience, they like people who have an understanding of people and customers. So you probably have a lot of transferable skills, but you're you're kind of looking at technology as a huge bubble and you gotta break that bubble down. So your assignment for the next week, aside from coming back and listening to the, the show on Google, because I think you're gonna like that one too, and going back and listening to the one from last week, all of my shows are on iTunes under Dr. Dawn on Career, so you can easily get them for free. And Pick 10 classes and do one a day. 
one a day between now and next week and start to take notes and say, what do I like doing? What what interests me? Maybe programming and coding isn't your thing, but maybe you like designing websites and, and, and making sure the user interface is interesting. Because I think you need to figure out that as step one, which is is easy and free to do with all of the courses out there that you don't have to complete a whole certificate. Just take a course, take 45 minutes, learn some things, see if, if you feel excited about it. And then you could take the step of going to one of these companies that has one of these apprenticeship and, you know, learned and earn and all of these other great programs because you'll have a target in mind, Kim. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, I'm so glad you found us. First off, I'm so glad you found us here on SiriusXM. And and so what's step one? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do when you hang up the phone? Make that list. Make that list. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think you're... And take the course, the 45 minutes. Yeah, pick like I said, pick a course. You're going to be surprised. Data analytics, it's actually really interesting what all of these things do and how they interact. So it's actually going to be fun. And then you're going to find what you want to do. And then next step is just getting your, into that company. So I think, I think we've got a path, and I'm excited for you, Kim. I'm excited. Well, thank you, Dr. Dawn. It's been a pleasure. Well, I'm so glad you called. I'm so glad you found us, Kim. And we wish you all the best. And we, we look forward to having you back next week. Um Mark in Wyoming, we're going to come to you, 844-942-7866. If you want to get a call in before the end of our show, give us a call, Sirius XM 132. Hi, Mark. This is Dr. Don. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dr. Don. Thanks for taking my call. I do appreciate time on your show today. Thank you. Well, we're glad you're um, here. I am a switcher. Thank you. I am a switcher. I am in the process of switching uh, careers. And next week I have an interview, but the interview is going to be done online. It's going to be a Zoom interview. I have never done anything like this before. Uh, So I'll just call in, are there any tips uh, for doing an online interview as opposed to an in-person interview? Um, Yes. Anything looking at? Just some general information, some tips for... I guess how technology is kind of really influencing the world right now. It really is. in the hiring process. Not just hiring, but everything. I mean, how you pay for things, how you interact with people. It is taking over the world, Mark. You you just said it right there. So, yes. Um, So, first off, if you if you've never practiced on Zoom and you've never used it, I encourage you to there's a free version you can get and practice with a family member or a friend because you want to be as comfortable as possible. Let's face it, interviews are nerve-wracking and you don't want something else like like not knowing how to mute or unmute yourself or where to look at the camera to make it even more nerve-wracking. So First and foremost, get a free Zoom account. Get somebody who's willing to be on, on another computer who can who can practice with you. A couple of, of key tips for um, you want to make sure you test your microphone. You want to make sure you test your lighting. It's um, People need to be able to see you and experience you, so you don't want a light to be backlit, for example. Um, you might decide you need headphones. You want to try and be in a quiet place if you can. That's important, obviously, 
everything that goes with the standard interview, preparing, practicing, dressing professionally, all of that, doing your research, all of that still applies. You also want to to look at the camera. This is one of the biggest mistakes people make, Mark, is that they look at themselves, which is natural, right? Like that's that makes sense. But usually on your laptop or your computer, the camera is not um, where your face is on the, the screen. So you have to practice looking at the um the camera and you can record yourself doing this you can even record yourself on a smartphone doing it so so practice 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 get comfortable with where all of the buttons are to mute on mute turn your camera on because tech is one of those things that is going to take over the other thing i'd recommend is there's a number of linkedin learning courses that are brief and can teach you all the things you need to know about video interviewing and the tips and tricks little things like like putting post-its for example um up on on the, the your screen to remember some of the things you want to say of course you don't want to you know read anything but if you know put a post-it up to say smile or put a put a post-it up to say make sure you ask this question and that's one of the beauties of of interviewing via video is you can have those little tips and tricks and of course make sure your background is plain to the extent that you can so you don't want to have any interesting objects in the background that distract people and I can tell you Mark I've seen some interesting things that I cannot unsee I can understand <laughs> yeah so so people yeah. underestimate that but you know you don't want somebody walking behind you who thinks you know hey we're a home alone here and whoa no we're on video yeah. that happens so uh, but yeah so job Jenny uh, who was on our show a few weeks ago has a great video inter- interview course on LinkedIn Learning. I think they're offering it for free right now because so many people have moved to video interviewing. So if you you just look up Job Jenny on LinkedIn and it's called Video Interviewing, I want to say it's like a 25-minute course. Go through that. I think it will really help you, Mark. I think it'll help you get all of the basics in and get ready for this interview. So what's your first step? What's your first step? What are you going to do when you hang up? Fantastic. Well, first thing I got to do is I got to go get onto LinkedIn and get that up and running. Then I got to go look up some videos here. Uh, then I got to download uh, some apps here and get used to using the technology. Yeah. I think first, this is going to uh, be a good thing, though. There. I think this is going to be a good thing because you're probably going to get a lot more interviews on this and you'll just get better the more you use it. So we have our fingers and toes crossed for you, Mark, for this interview. Call us back and let us know how it went. We are so glad you found us. We are so glad you called us today. We'll do that. All right. We're rooting for you. Uh, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career Sirius XM channel 132. And sadly, we have to wrap up, but we are in the middle of a three-part series on upskilling, reskilling, and we have top leaders from IBM, Google, Amazon, sharing all of the secrets and insider tips you need to know to learn the skills for the future of work. Hey, switchers are the future of work, so you have to get ready to reinvent. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. If you want more information, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. Of course, a big thank you to our Dean Williams, VP at Workforce Development at Amazon, who was our stellar guest today. Dana and Dion, you make the show so fun every week. And of course, all of our listeners and callers, we are here for you live every Thursday, and we will see you next time. 
For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.